Okay. Uh, but I want to make this is our last night. As you want to understand, last game of the season. Aiden, eyes on me. Aiden, eyes on me. I want to make sure you guys remember what our goals are when we step on this field. Jackson with an X. What's one of our goals when we step on this field? To do your best day. Okay, not even close. Uh, Blaine with a Y. Blaine's not here. Blaine, did you get over that bloody nose you got? Yeah. Okay, good. What's one of our goals when we step on this field? We try, we try, we do our best and try, we try to win. Uh, I like the second half. Nate, you got another one? Rylan, you don't have any other goals. Aiden? Okay, negative Ghost Rider. All right, did we learn anything this season? Yes. Our goal, our goals, no, not even close. Our goals are, listen, listen, our goals are to hit dingers. Everybody better have their eyes on me. Eyes on me, Rylan. Hit dingers, disgrace the pitcher's family, make the other families, other players cry, and stomp their butts into the ground. Does everyone understand that? Does everybody understand that? Look, fellas, look, look, look. There are two types of people in this world. There's two types of people in this world. There's winners and there's losers. And just so that we're clear, every time we step on this field, our goal is to be a winner. And if your dad has said, oh, it doesn't matter whether you win or lose, just as long as you have fun, well, I hate to say it, your dad's a loser, okay? So let's get, out, let's get our hands in. That team's pretty good, but we are gooder. So let's go gooder on three. Let's go gooder on three. Here we go, hands in, hands in, hands in. Come on, talk to your English teacher here. Gooder on three. One, two, three, gooder! Logan Webb. Yeah, his season's done. He's lost faith. I think he's going to dump him. Hardcore. Patty. Patty Cole. Let's be honest. A premier setup man isn't going to get you any closer to the playoffs. Are you referring to Webb? He's a luxury you can't afford, man. And you can? There's half a million on his contract, and we've got at least one other suitor. By at least one, you mean one. Who is it? I'd rather not say. Hello and welcome to episode two of That's the Way Baseball Go. I am Matt 2.0 and with me once again is our fearless leader, Kim Jong Ashton. We are excited to be with you, if only to prove that we're not one-hit wonders. We've got a great show for you today with a couple special guests and much more coming your way. We've got one week of baseball behind us and many more to go, so let's just jump into it. Ashton, what have we got for the league today? Well, we got... Two special guests, like you said. We brought in one that you'll have to wait for for the very end that you all will want to listen to. And then that's not to overshadow the main guest for the program today, who has not seen an appearance on a show since 
three years, maybe, as we were talking in uh, pre-show discussions. So it's been a long time, and we'll jump into that. Uh, and then we're going to look at uh, basically just the opening season, what's been going on. We can all make fun of how terrible my team is and how getting to just even points is a struggle at this moment in time. And we got a couple of funny segments uh, that make fun of some people, uh, not just myself, but some Canadians. And then we'll uh, take a look ahead to uh, next show. So, Yeah, I think we've got some real premium content here. Uh, this is going to be worth a listen. Let's jump into it. Getting to know you, getting to know all about you, getting to like you. Getting to hope you like me Getting to know you Putting it my way But nicely You are precisely My cup of tea We have a special guest for you all today Uh, Special guest, how about you go ahead and introduce yourself uh, hey guys, it's uh, Fort Worth Fire or Fourth Worth Fire. Your reigning two-time champ, your favorite team, uh, also your favorite person to make fun of when I stack Rangers and Dodgers. You know, I was just thinking of it, and you could totally be the new Doctor Disrespect. Um, weird that I'm the one who knows that, but I would imagine most people do. So he was what the. The two-time 1993-1994 blockbuster video game champion of the world. I, I'd give it a, I'd give it maybe a fifty-fifty on on the league knowing that one. Yeah, I'd be shocked if 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 you know Doctor Disrespect, then put it in chat. Let me let me see. I might be crazy. I feel like they did a documentary about that. Am I wrong? About him? Yeah, I think so. I don't know. Or maybe just or maybe just about the like. A, a, a documentary that he was included in, maybe not necessarily just maybe because he didn't he he not only that but I think he kept winning like streamer of the year like yes. I, I don't really watch a lot of streamers but I knew of him and his bits and stuff like that but I don't really know I know there was like some drama with him like cheating on his wife or I, I yeah don't know. yeah there's I feel like there was one band yeah that. I feel like there was one a couple years ago that was basically about like the early days of video game stuff and streaming and some of the outlandish guys. And I feel like maybe he was in that, but yeah, yeah well, he, he got swatted as well and had somebody shoot at his house while he was doing a live recording. So he's had some crazies uh, um, chasing after him. That's nuts. I don't, if we get shot at the house right now, I'm dead. Cause I'm in front of a window. So just ignore the gunfire. Um, well, at, at the very least, Sarah will fire back. That's true. Sarah will probably rip off some shots. She's trained. She's a good shot. All right. So we haven't had, we haven't seen you on a podcast or premium content really since prior to your championship. So clearly the goal was you had to win two before you were allowed back. So I don't know what you did in your past. I'd have to really go back. I assume it was on replacement level with Stu and Brenda, but I, yeah. I, I, I feel like, I feel like Stu wouldn't acknowledge me once I beat him for a title. True. And then I got a, a second and I matched him. And now he doesn't talk to me anymore. It's kind of weird. That's what it was. So you needed a new podcast to come around. And I think I think you actually had an opportunity at two today. Uh, coincidentally, I think 
uh, Re Radio might have been trying to grab you, which is funny. So maybe you'll make the rounds and you'll get to join Re Radio because Zach's stuff's always fun to listen to. Yeah. It might it might possibly be the greatest organic like thing to come out of premium content. Re Radio is just it's, it's I loved it. I loved so it last great. week. It's so fantastic. Given today's climate, it's always uh, interesting when uh, the speakers come out and just immediately say fuck you to everybody who's listening <laughs> fuck you listen to this heart garbage moving on yeah all right well let's uh let's get to know austin again i know i know austin i've hung out with austin i've gone to should i austin i've probably known you now for a long time probably even before you know fantasy baseball was more in the hockey yeah. realm of things but we've got probably, games all over probably the place. around least, a decade if not more yeah yeah so why don't, you, why don't you give the the two minute elevator pitch that somebody you would have to give to somebody to introduce yourself to? What drives the uh, MVP of the Wiffle Ball Championship? Mm-hmm. Well, that was that's credential one. Yeah, that was completely driven by uh, beer and uh, excellent meat that we were all served that weekend. Um, but I, I guess you'd just say simplify it, uh, Austin. Funny enough, grew up a native Texan, but my name did not come from that. It's a family name. Lived around the Dallas Fort with Harry most of my life. Was a huge hockey and football fan and kind of gravitated toward baseball a little bit as I got older, but never actually played it, which is, I feel like, probably weird for somebody who's a big fan of the game now. Is that an um, indictment on us at the wiffle ball game then? If Austin never played baseball and then he literally whooped our old asses? Yes. I think it yes. is. Considering like the whole league has played baseball, yeah. My my sports growing up were football, soccer, and definitely some backyard or some at the park baseball. But I never played organized because it always just contradicted with other sports that I was playing. From there, I mean, like I said, grown up mostly in the area for handful years. Did bartending, restaurant stuff. Uh, I did content management for a startup company. One point, Ashton would know this, but maybe not anybody else. I used to do blog writing and even was a credentialed writer for minor league hockey in the area. Blackout Dallas. Uh, Blackout Dallas. Started it and a couple others. And uh, then over the last few years, kind of bounced around. And then now I've just got into real estate. Other than that, I just like hanging out. Um, I wouldn't look it, but I'm a huge fan of rock, punk, metal. I regularly get the people that think that I probably just listen to country and, uh, local pop radio i guess but not a fan of country really at all i don't listen to country at all do yeah I? yeah my... liar <laughs> that's like all i listen to <laughs> but like 90s country some bro country See, i can some stuff but 90s i can stuff. respect the old stuff my dad growing up my dad would listen to 60s and 70s blues and pop and then like old school country but literally anything in the last or like really in the boys yeah like and, yeah yeah anything in the last 20 years no and i'm kind of the same way i can listen to some of the old stuff and i can enjoy it hanging out somewhere but when i hop in my car no it's an instant turn off i'll flip over to almost anything else or to even talk radio or sports talk okay so let's let's hit some let's hit some rapid fire questions here okay you have to trade places with one manager in this league, but you have to consume their life and where they live. What are you doing? Mm-hmm. Who are you taking? Oh, man, that's a weird one. 
I mean, I, I guess without knowing some of the guys as well as others. Uh, see, I feel like I want to say Andre for the, the job and, and hopefully maybe the pay raise, but I, I don't I don't think I want to live there. I don't want to live there. I'm not against the children thing. Uh, you know, maybe someday on the future dad power rankings. But That's true. No, I I have to take back it just on living in California and dealing with that. I think um, I think I think I'm going Nick. Nick's Nick's a decent. I'll take someone. the Brooklyn, chill chill life. Nick at the tattoo shop all the time. I would have more tattoos if I could afford it. If oh, I was yeah. Nick, I would be covered in tattoos. Yeah. And I think I think that would be the and then like you just it's the big city. Do what you want. Yolo. I, I can't see that. I would definitely have more if I had a really good tattoo artist I liked and the funds. That's the biggest thing. I mean, anybody that's had a few knows big projects or whole sleeves or stuff like that can eat up a lot of money. You have tattoos right now? I didn't know that. Yes, I have four. Um, all okay. are just inside uh, shirt length. Okay. Um, I kind of did a couple when I was super young, 18, 19. A couple that I like and one that I don't. And then I had one done a couple of years ago. And at this point, I'd like to get kind of redo on my left arm where the one that I don't like is. And maybe cover get up. a yeah, cover up and maybe even do a uh, half sleeve on it or something like that. So I keep telling Nick, um, I don't know how many people are aware. I talk to Nick quite regularly. And, and I keep telling him because he's been he works for a tattoo shop now. And he's trying to get in as an apprentice. In fact, he sent me a picture. He got his new uh, tattoo gun, or his first tattoo gun. Well, my, I don't know if it's his first tattoo gun, but it's, it's oh, going to be one of them one. really good. So he's going to be tattooing here eventually. I don't know when, but nice. uh, I told him the second that he's eligible to tattoo, I'll get whatever busted-ass shit he wants to put on me, and I'll fly directly to Brooklyn. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Maybe maybe a future uh, winter meetings tradition if dude that actually i never even thought about that nick yeah. tattooing at winter meetings dude that's next level shit right there <laughs> i mean we'd have to set him up with a chair or a situation where you work no, 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 no. with it but the fucking yeah. rubber the, or the, the moldy hot dog award like having nick <laughs> tattoo the moldy hot dog this yes. this is yes. fantastic now you know, there's a lot of guys who are, you know, probably anti-tattoo, and that's fine. But shit, yeah, I'd, I'd be all about can, that life. Uh, like a couple of the local radio guys that have had it for losing bets or stuff, you can do it on the bottom yeah. of your foot or yeah. somewhere like that where, uh, you know, you won't see, no one else will see. But I'd totally be down for it. Or even just, yeah, him having coming, coming one year and doing a couple if a few of us guys want it. <laughs> yeah, that would be a hell of an incentive to uh, really make sure you were setting your lineups every day and, and making sure you have the right players draft would be a, uh, a free agency would be a significantly more fraught event. If uh, it could come down to somebody getting a tattoo. Yeah. If there like, was ever a, a, a thing to ensure that teams aren't tanking as that. Yeah. I feel like Cole would go all in on that year. Yeah. Oh, he'd, he'd sell all the kids right there. That's the first incentive to get this done. Yeah, I don't think Cole would want a tattoo, so <laughs> I, I would love to see that happen. Do you not think that Cole is trying every year? Like, I mean, I, I think Cole tries probably the hardest out of everyone. Now, I think he's hot and cold. I think he I think he accepts his fate, and then he gets onto a hot streak, and then he's yes. like, fuck it, and he starts going for it, only to be disappointed to say, all right, I'm burning it down. And then he buys it. It's, it's on again, off again. 
Yeah, yeah I wouldn't you know, say that I, mean, I don't think he work. tries. I think it's just a level of accepting. <laughs> well, or, or accepting, you know, hey, the value of it of can I be seventh or eighth or can I just stack, you know, measurable yeah. assets and high-end prospects and just try to do the all-in one year or two years. But um, no, no, I think he's one of the most attentive and high-quality managers in the league, even though we give him shit. But I, I, I wouldn't say that he doesn't care. To fucking do right now. Are you, are you yeah. trying to soften this up? Do you guys got some dealings in the back? Ain't nobody ever talked about going we, we no. always have dealings in the back. I have to keep that relationship going. <laughs> yeah, no, I would say that Cole's motto, though, is always next year. His, yes. his motto is next <laughs> yes. year. It's, it's perpetual. Uh, no. This All is right. the first year that he's told me, no, I won't trade somebody because I want to at least be a little better this year. And I was like, what the hell are you doing? Why did you change? Matt, I want to know who you're, who you're swapping with. Okay, do I get to keep all the knowledge that I currently have? Okay, that's fine. Yeah, you're just switching. Okay. You're just switching lives, basically. Switching. It's, switching it's, it's like remember that shitty show on Fox back in the day when they did like wife swap, but like in a non-sexual yeah. way, and then like the wives were either bitches or like totally chill. It's basically yeah. that, except we're just trading places. So if we're trading places, I think I would probably go with one of the Canadians. Okay. Uh, probably, probably, probably Brenda, just because he's. I think he's the youngest in the league, True. so that gives me get that gives me more time. Uh, and hair, and, and hair, and free healthcare. So I mean, <laughs> there's yeah. there's that really opens up a wide a wide option set for me. Okay, I see. I agree with some of that, but I think I'd go stew over Brenda. Yeah, but so. like your daily work would be like be a beekeeper or fucking bees or whatever it is that he does. Yeah, but you know, I'd quit that immediately. That's and, true. And go and and get a job, you know, anywhere making food. Yeah, make making that poutine. Mm-hmm. Okay, next next shot here out of a cannon, and well, okay, I guess we can't do that because that would be ripping off free radio. That's not what I meant by shot out of a cannon. But really? no, no, no. We'll let we'll, that's Zach's bit. We're not going to do that, and we all know that I'm the one who gets killed off anyway. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's uh, what's the Tinder game like these days? Oh God, I wouldn't know. Good. I I've often thought about this, like, you know, for the the twenty something, that'd be one thing. But if I had to touch Tinder at like the modern times right now, I would not know what to do with myself. It's with without putting down myself too much, or or thinking too highly of myself. Either way, um, I would put it as one of the highest reasons I'm still single is because. Tinder. Well, no, just, yeah, dating and online dating is the weirdest thing to me. It does not feel natural. Right. Um, I could see and, that. And it feels like very easy to step on somebody's toes or cross a line or say something you shouldn't have. Not to say that I'm going in there, you know, flashing pigs or going crazy, but the whole situation just feels awkward 90% of the time. Um, and it feels like people, as far as dating wise, don't meet naturally anymore unless you're like really old school live down here and really religious and you just go meet people at your church right. and you know date your way through your church until you find somebody you can deal with right uh, within your shout out family. to the rest of my family <laughs> yeah i mean you are in texas still so i mean yeah. your your local watering hole 
is either you find a, a random bar which has a very small subset of people yeah. or you have a, a church or some other community group and that's about all that exists unless you want to go online yeah it's it's really weird sarah um, uses this thing called bumble along and i don't i think it's kind of like supposed to be protected tinder i can't really say i know the extent of it but uh so i would know this because my roommate's been on it some it's it's similar like the but, girl runs it right like she has to approach it if yeah if both of you kind of i guess like each other or at least give the initial like thumbs up or whatever uh, the girl makes the first message. Okay, so, so you literally can't you can't reach out to them unless they reach out to you first. Her I crazy guess. story there is before uh, we dated, she like or, I don't know if it was her sister, like somebody convinced her to get on Bumble and like go on a date because Sarah just was like just out of college, like didn't give a shit anymore, like had this bad relationship and was just totally on her own. Like she's can go on her own no problem and fucking burn the world down. So she goes on this thing and it, I think they were like in the Navy or army reserves or something. And uh, one day she got this message and they're like, Hey, come out on your back patio of this apartment that she lived at down in Houston. And she's like, what? And nothing ever came of it. And then like a little bit later, she gets texted this image of her on her back patio in night vision captured from a uh some military helicopter that this dude was flying what <laughs> so she's like well that's that and that was her only experience ever <laughs> on online dating and never did it again and then um sarah and i met because she went to school with my youngest brother so yeah. Rob the cradle there i yeah. i have the uh the opposite experience with that i uh i went online and did some online dating or reached out to some people and ended up, you know, some people that I knew from high school and, and didn't get a lot of interest there. And I thought it was like, fuck this shit. This is stupid. Online dating is bullshit. Mm-hmm. And I, I hated it. Uh, and then I found my wife. So, <laughs> I mean, you know, she didn't cost that much to get her shipped over from uh, Russia. But <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I, I found her, you know, we never would have living in Oklahoma City. Oklahoma City is pretty spread out, not quite like DFW is, but, uh, you know, it's pretty spread out. Uh, I never would have met her had uh, I not found her online, even though we lived 20, 15, 20 miles away from each other. What well, yours so, was like E or what is E like one of the not the fucking modern day like it was before Tinder or match yeah 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 yeah. match that was like the Tinder before Tinder right yeah 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 no I mean kind of it wasn't really Tinder there wasn't swiping or any of that kind of nothing really on your phone it was I was about to say Tinder Tinder just became that's right you know the Instagram to our Facebook and MySpace Tinder was basically match.com plus hot or not yeah, that that's I think where the issue is. It's just that we're in an older demographic, so it just feels weird. It's uh, it's like me jumping on some of the newer social media apps, and it's like, yeah, no, I'm cool. Yeah. I'll, I'll stick with the couple that I'm on and watching dumb videos on YouTube and staying on Twitter. That's uh, basically my life, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> you're not missing a ton. Yeah. Uh, Matt. You got a question for, for Austin here? Sure. Who's your team? Who's your? Uh, let's go through each sport and uh, go. Who's your? Uh, who's your go-to team? Well, uh, Zach will say that I'm lying, but it is the Rangers as far as baseball. Um, 
I guess if you were one of those that you say somebody can't have a second team, then hey, you can't have a second team. But for me, most of the time, I feel like a lot of people have an AL or NL team or just players you like. So yes, for me, years ago, and yes, pre-championship and pre-even the runs, uh, I started liking the Dodgers. And it just ended up being Kershaw and a few players that were there that I liked. But mainly, yes, Rangers. I've been a Rangers fan since I was junior high or high school and started getting into baseball a little bit more. Like I said, I didn't grow up loving baseball as much. I definitely knew who the big players were. I definitely watched the occasional game, watched the, the good old Rangers-Yankees playoff series and stuff like that, but I wasn't paying attention daily. Definitely my biggest sports team is the Dallas Stars, and uh, they're why I drink all the time. Yeah, um, me too. Followed quickly by the uh, Dallas Cowboys. I definitely grew up in one of those households where weekend Cowboys games or Monday night games or whenever were religious. Uh, you know, we we went to church on the weekend dictated by when the Cowboys game was. Um, <laughs> and my uncle, for a good portion of my childhood, lived down the street from us. And every Sunday, we were either at our house or at my uncle's house, watching football, grilling, kids running in and out, you know, watching the game a little bit, running outside, playing and whatnot. But uh, definitely there, basketball, the Mavs. Do you care much about the NBA these days? Just out no, of curiosity. It, it trails the others. I definitely, I, I won't lie, I, I've watched more when the Mavs are doing good yeah. uh, right now. Um, and I, I do normally keep up with it and also being one of those that's just regularly drawn into sports, regularly drawn into sports radio. I find it like, so hard to watch. I just... It, I find I, it so hard to watch games that I don't care about. I can sit down and watch an NHL game or an NFL game yeah. that has two random teams unless maybe it's some awful football game, but even NHL, like NHL and a lot of baseball. I can certainly watch a game. How old are you again? You're 32, 33? Uh, I just hit, jeez, man. I just hit 34. 34, okay. So we're, yeah. we're two, three years apart. So I like, so it would relate somewhat, but growing up in the golden era of basketball, and then I kind of, you know, faded away from it and you get adult and you get busy and maybe because I didn't maintain it. So I had this gap, but yeah. I go back now as an adult and I watch basketball. It's just, I just don't care. It's just not what it was. And so I'm holding it to the standard of what I idolized as a kid growing up with Jordan and, and these amazing Bulls teams and those incredible Knicks teams like some of the best teams to never win a championship were those Knicks teams they were just downright ridiculous and Reggie Miller the Pacers were ridiculous there's so much just awesomeness and then now I watch it and I'm just like this is dumb yeah there's definitely <laughs> some old man yelling at the you know the kids there but it's it plays differently and uh, for the love of the three-point shooting and the expanded offense yeah. Um, there's just not, it feels like there's not defense in the game anymore. Yeah. Um, or at least definitely not to the degree. And NBA to me has always been one of the weirdest with ticky tacky fouls or the game being drastically different from one game to another based on who's sure. calling it. Sure. I mean, we all, we know it, it happens in hockey some too, but I've especially when playoffs happen, like the ticky tack yeah. typically I've falls seen, away. I've seen NBA murder. games. If NBA games, big games, playoff games, championship games, that one game to the next, like everything's called and nothing's called. Or yeah. everything inside, you know, hand fouls are called and nothing is. 
it's just it's a it's a weird sport. And like I said, I'll follow the Mavs and regularly watch the Mavs when they're doing good. But you won't find me flipping on a a weekend Brooklyn LA game just because it's a future game of the week. I'm like, oh yeah, no, I don't care about those teams. Like I, I, I can get down watching Luca. Like I, I've I've seen the Luca Magic, and I can like respect like there's something special about that. But even with him, I'm just like, yeah, I don't care. This is dumb. I'd rather just tell me what he finished with at the end of the night. And so I see like lines, <laughs> and I'm like, God, this guy is ridiculously productive. Yeah, I am looking forward to and uh, crossing my fingers that his uh, his calf is all right, his leg is all right, and they get to have a fun little run here. But They're about to start playoffs. Yeah, they start the yeah. playoffs Saturday, and okay. they, but. Whenever they're done, if they're done earlier, whenever, I, I will check out right there. I won't follow the rest of the playoffs from there. Matt, you have a follow-up? Uh, I think my follow-up would be give us one of each best and worst team to trade with in the league. Oh, uh, best? I've got a few. I mean, I feel like we – some of us have definitely built relationships with – you'll see teams that regularly trade with each other. And, you know, like, I guess that kind of benefits to each other. Obviously, I've regularly traded with Cole basically since the, since the inception of the league. Hell, um, even before. To the comical degree of, I think it was the within the first month that the syndicate was up, he and I traded like 10 or 11 times and <laughs> literally swapped half our rosters in the first month of the year, and then both of us just tank from there. Ashton, when yeah. he's been around, has uh, I think we've traded pretty amicably. And yeah. uh, I mean, the Bichette trade was was like, hey, uh, like, so you're gonna lose shit. I can, uh, you know, like let's just work through this. And see, I know. knew I shouldn't have mentioned you. I should have just left it out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Zach and I haven't traded a lot, but I think it's been pretty good. Man, yeah, I, I don't think like... Zach's Zach's a good trade partner. Yeah, Zach's realistic and like we is respectful. Like this is the line for me. This is the line for him. And you, know, yeah. I think most people trade that way. Well, no, I'll always give him a little love because uh, our trade at the trade deadline for my first title was extremely beneficial to it. Because even though that first year I was loaded on bats, I was loaded with injuries. Right as we were going to the playoffs. Yep. I picked up multiple bats off him, including Jose Abreu, right at the deadline, and Jose Abreu promptly carried me through the first two two rounds. So, uh, yeah. I would say hardest. The worst, not hardest, the worst. The worst. Matt, Matt and I are synchronized on this. I know who the worst is. Easy. This is not even a question. I mean, it's Brenda, right? Uh, no. Brenda's no. Brenda's on. He's he's close to the worst. To trade. Sorry, sorry, Brenda, but yeah, Brenda would probably be my bottom three just because I feel like he always wants extra. Brenda, Brenda's yeah. Brenda is we have, we have multiple times. Yeah. We have multiple times agreed to a deal or kind of agreed into the outline, and then he pulls back and wants more for it. Yeah, he's indecisive. Um, yeah, I, I get that from him, but there's there's one that's worse. <laughs> He knows who he is. He's listening. If he's listening right now, he knows. Who he well, is then, who. then I'll flip it around and ask you. Then all right. Then who's who's your quote? I don't no, think I have anybody that just mile. Jacob by a country mile. Okay. Okay. <laughs> See, I would, rough. I would put Jacob on my lower half, but I don't think we've actually traded a ton. I think we've we've maybe pulled three or four trades over the last couple of years. We did ours this year with. I, I challenge trade. you to go try to make a trade right. with them. 
just for the hell of it. <laughs> Yeah. And, then, and then report back to us later on in the year when we have you back. And well, I, I tried over the weekend and that didn't work. But yeah, okay, that's also see. just that's also just him being smart because I tried to get him to complete the brewer stack and he was like, ah, no. Well, I, I don't know if he wants that anymore considering uh, he's yeah. getting shit canned by the anglers right now and Aaron mm. Lawler didn't have exactly a great start. But I, I mean, technically it's against his principles uh, anyway. You know, yep. he said multiple, multiple times he doesn't believe in a stack. That's just uh, true. So I think you should just, if you hear this, go ahead and trade me the rest of those pitchers and I'll just load up on like 13 quality pitchers and go from there. I don't, want, I don't want to transition away from the interview, so we can definitely do it. But I do have a, 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 a quick note notation here is the stack. Like, do you see the stack in this league becoming more prevalent? I, th- I think it's almost a way to operate with the thinness yes. of streamer. Like, I did it because I was like, I'm going to be a shitbox of a team. I have to be able to throw pitchers out there or I'm going to be struggling all year to do anything. It's- if if not nothing that I'm else, not already struggling, but yeah, if nothing else, it's definitely uh, more widely targeted. I, I didn't realize it until kind of we hit free agency, and that week out when I that week of when I stopped looking so much at my roster and started looking at others and tried to look at who's up against a cap. And all right, I think I know what I want my strategy to be. Let me look at others and see how I can maybe read read the tea leaves or whatever and see their strategy. Um, I think that was the first time that I looked and I was like, holy crap, half the teams in the league either have a near stack or a full stack as far as having three, four, five guys on one team. Yeah. Um, and that definitely hasn't happened in the past. And now even after some more moves and maneuvering, uh, it feels like most of the teams. I was yeah. going to say, if we if we look at it right now, I have the the all of them but the, the number one in Montez in Oakland. Matt has... Mm-hmm. All of that that same style, but with Sam Fran. Yeah. Uh, Cole has the whole Mariners. Jacob's got the Brewers. Um, somebody else that I'm forgetting. I've got I've got three of the Tigers and yep. three of the Marlins. Yeah. With Sixto kind of waiting. Sadly, this whole injury thing has struggled along. But if Sixto had stayed up or even come back, I'd have four out of the five for the Mariners. Yeah. Or not Mariners, the Marlins. Um. So, yeah, I feel like – and then who is it? Somebody else has one as well. Um, Doesn't Nick have, like, Cardinals-ish stack as well? I think he does. Uh, he's got he's got several Cincinnati. Um, he's got a couple pieces of Cincinnati. He's got um, several pieces of uh, the White Sox, though, you know, the injured ones. Yeah. Um, I, I, I swear Nick has, like, three or four Cardinals pitchers. He's got Stephen Matz, um, Miles uh, Mikolas, and Dakota Hudson. Yeah, because he's got Dakota Hudson going today. So he's yeah, he's yeah. got three or four. Yeah. So most teams have at least tried to pair like I would say at least half the teams in this league have probably three For, of of a rotation. Yeah, it feels like half the league or more is is kind of tried to tried to um, start stacking at least one team. Um, and it's been interesting because, I mean, like you said, we would argue half of those aren't even necessarily quality stacks. But, sir, nobody's arguing that the Oakland days are not quality. <laughs> <laughs> we can just uh, we just put a stamp on shit on mine. Yeah, yeah. Don't worry about that. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, even then, yeah. Oh, well, so here you go. We got uh, Huskies. Uh, Brenda's got himself three of the uh, Cubs. 
Okay. I don't know if I would want three of the Cubs right now, but he's got three of the Cubs. Okay. Um, but like, oh, it looks like almost everybody, when I look at their team, they might not have what we would think of as a full stack, but they at least have three pitchers on one team or the star pitcher on a team and a couple other guys are questionable guys. I mean, Andre still got Cleveland kind of working for him. I think he's only got um, a couple Cleveland, but he's got he's got he's Beavers, got a few Dodgers too. No, he's got Beaver, Savale, and Plesac. Okay, for, so he got three there. Yeah, yeah. Um, yep. Kershaw, and he won't trade him to me like a dick. But. Well, he's got <laughs> he's got Andrew Heaney and somebody else, I think. And I think Heaney's actually pitching really well tonight. He's I think he's only given up a couple of hits through four or five innings. Right yeah, now. but it definitely feels like most of the league has drifted towards trying to gather at least partial sacks to alleviate the need for the streamers. Yeah. I think it's definitely definitely the the route people are going to go, which I think is going to free up trades. I think you're going to see a lot of trades around guys trying to complete those stacks because it's beneficial. And, you know, I think we currently own 134 of the 150 or so starting pitchers in the league. So when you only have 15 to 16 guys sitting out on the waivers, they're all A, Baltimore Orioles, or just the fifth starter for bad teams. Yeah, the call up, the call, the guys being called up and called down with injuries. Yeah, and Pirates, that's the other one. They're both yeah. the Pirates and the, yeah. That is definitely the way it's going, though. Yeah, and I think it makes perfect sense. There's still the, the definite advantage of stacking two, three, four top tier pitchers. But hey, if you could stack a few quality pitchers. And then have a full stack or close to one behind it. I feel like that's how you build the staff. It's just a matter of making it work and, and maneuvering it around a little bit because obviously you'll hit the snags where you're either going to have to overpay to complete that stack or you're going to have to, uh, you know, really work out a deal to figure out one or two pieces that you're missing. Yeah, for sure. Well, speaking about uh, looking forward and, and how things are going so far, uh, I think that uh, is a good segue to our next segment. Well, that brings us to the next segment. Uh, Austin is going to stick around for us as we review the opening week and weekend of baseball. How you guys think opening week went for the league? Well, not great for me. Really good for <laughs> Stu. <laughs> uh, it's been a shit show for me. Uh, in general, I think there's... I, I don't know how much we've learned yet. I, you know, there's, you know, we all think Simcoe is going to be really, really good, but his, I mean, he's technically three and one, but he survived just not great output. He's had bad problems with uh, his Milwaukee pitchers, just historically uncharacteristic numbers coming out of there and his points for are not very good. And then you have, you know, Colorado over here at 500 who, 
you know, by all accounts, was supposed to be the worst team, but looks like a playoff team next to mine. So, I was about to say he's outscored at least a few teams so far. He has. He's in fact he's outscored. I think he's somewhere in the middle of scoring. Uh, he's outscored Toronto, Simcoe, uh, Brooklyn, Princeton, McKinney, uh, Dallas, and Fort Worth. Yeah, yep. so he's in the upper upper half of the league in scoring. Uh, whether or not that holds, and a lot of this result has to do with you know points against and some of these long series. But uh, outside of like Toronto and myself, who are the the outliers in in both directions, that you know one for the good, one for the god awful. Um, I think the real the real one that we we see right now is is the New Orleans Storm and Zach. Where maybe this is finally the year that you know on paper we all thought he'd be good, but his teams come out. Uh, and I believe he's the highest scoring team in the league right now. And he's doing that with what he in- inherited. But I also saw him pick up a couple of good streams, uh, not necessarily pitchers, but uh, I saw him stream a-, a bat yesterday for Cleveland that hit a home run and was super productive at like 10 points. So he's he's living right right now. I like where he's at so far. Yeah, I mean, he's had he's currently including the, the games that are still going on. Uh, it's eight o'clock central time. On the um, 12th, uh, you know, he's fifth in uh, overall uh, points for pitching. He's uh, second in um, uh, hitting points. Um, so, you know, uh, overall, he's fourth um, when you combine uh, pitching and hitting. Um, and, again, that's with games still going on right now. Yeah. And, he, and he's in a what should be a really bad division. And I know two of you guys are in that division, but in comparison to what the other division is, we would anticipate that it is going to be much worse, but who knows? Yeah. I mean, you know, we're, we're supposed to be in the bad division, but uh, uh, overall uh, Ken Griffey Jr. is outscoring Juan Bencho. Significantly. Yeah. Significantly. (laughs) Yeah. There's a, there's some, there might be some small sample size effect here. For sure. Oh, Oh, for sure. I mean, you look at it, and the communists are what second in points so far, and they're at a two and two record. Yeah. Uh, where you have Stu and the Canucks are four and zero to start, but actually I think have the se- second or third lowest point output so far. So yeah, I mean just it's it's frustrating for a couple of us that start awful. Um, yeah. I'm still but, trying to get to 100 points. Um, yeah. I finished yesterday at 97.5, and currently my team's going backwards. So yeah. I might I might be lucky to stay at 90 points. So we'll see. <laughs> it's it's always hard because I think we we love to live you know daily with every every game, every outing, and every result. Yep. But really, I feel like the first about. 20% the first fifth of the season is, I think, where you start actually starting to faster into where your team's at. But also, sometimes with our league, somebody jumps the gun and just decides to blow it up after one or two weeks. And yeah, who, does, who does that? That that uh, kind of that seems to domino things sometimes because I feel like some years we some years we wait in and everybody kind of wants to see what their team does a little bit. And then we've had a couple of years where feels like we get two or three weeks in and half of the trade market 
has already actually hit the board and people are just going left and right with trades. I might've been a, a reason for that last year, but, Maybe. and I could potentially do it again this year, but I, 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 like I was telling Matt at work today, I mean, you got to give us a good month to really see what's happening okay. over, over I will, a long run. Yeah, I'm fully on board with, I would love to make a run at three. And if I don't get it here, then start to retool or go, you know, go a little bit of the long game again. But I also am on the boat that, man, if we get about a month or two in and I just hate where I'm at, I may blow it up myself. Um, there's going to be buyers. It's, 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 fun. Buyers it's also year. fun. I think that's one of the joys of our league is if you're really into it or if you're willing to put the time in, I think it's fun sometimes to go the rebuild route or to work the trade market, albeit depending on who your partners are. But I, I love sometimes I, – I enjoyed the first couple of seasons, even when my team was awful, and just trying to – slowly make deals that I felt like made me better or just pick up youth that I was excited to give a year or two to and see how they did. We, you know, we were talking about Patrick earlier. Um, he's currently uh, the highest point scorer in uh, period. Uh, was this five, I guess, for us. He's on five. Um, he's uh, spanking uh, Halton right now. I guess not spanking. I guess Halton's caught up more now that I see this. But he's Patrick's about to clip 50 points. Um, would this not be just and an you, absolute? You've chaos? got negative six. I, I, it's would just ignore me. Don't worry about my team. Um, just that that's the scraps that people will feed on. The vultures will land eventually. Would it just be just a total surprise to see Patrick turn this into something? I would like to say no, but I, yes, because I still look at his lineup and I see guys that there's a couple of names that we know as far as name recognition, but. Not names that we would go crazy over and be like, oh, that's a star player, you know, or that's somebody that I know will be a top 10 at their position this year. He's still got a couple. Yeah. Um, and he's got a couple that have come out of the gate performing. But I think, honestly, I still think he'll probably have a, a bottom third or, you know, a bottom three finish. And I still think that's the better route. The only other way to do it would be for him to continue this for about a month and for him to say screw it and you know become a buyer in the market which he could do but i feel like i mean if you look at his team right now he is like the literal oakland days like just a bunch of random shit thrown together and it's working like and, which is basically the ace playbook yeah and it works sometimes i'm just not sure it'll work for a full season yeah in the long you know, run probably not. a week or so ago um i would have been less surprised that he has done so well, but, you know, I'm more surprised now that he's got, um, he, you know, he lost that Logan Webb contract. So, uh, you know, it's a little bit well, more. Well, half of it anyway. Doing, yeah. <laughs> <that's fair. laughs> yeah. But he did I, I gain think, his back. I think part of it comes back to that, that short amount of data that we actually have for um, sure. and to pitching. Uh, you know, Andre has brought it up in chat tonight, but uh, I kind of agree. It feels like so far, almost every pitcher is either getting rocked or just kind of having yeah. okay outings. Yeah, they're uh, not. Well, I mean, you see the just from. I mean, you, you know this generally, but overall, without looking at the numbers, but based on general sentiment of what I'm seeing statistically from this year versus last, pitchers are not going as long. They're yeah. not, their outings aren't as deep, you know, and this probably has a lot to do at this point around like, you know, spring training. I mean, this, yeah. 
this is a process for these guys and it's just going to run over into the season. And a couple of weeks from now, we'll start to see the normal, you know, effect of what this should, you know, we, we oh, would yeah. normally be thinking. I yeah. wish I'd saved this stat and pulled it up, but there, there was something crazy through Sunday. You know, it might be affected a little bit more now, but there was um, a shockingly no low amount of pitchers that went more than like six full innings or more. Um, almost everybody, even stud pitchers, um, I mean, Walker Bueller did it for me the other day. Almost everybody is being capped for the first outing or two, somewhere between 60 and 80 pitches. So it's limiting guys to – I've seen guys pulled after three or four innings that were having what you would say is a quality start. So who uh, – I guess this brings us then. Who, who do you guys think is the biggest surprise thus far? Like, I mean, obviously, I don't think I'm a surprise. I mean, it's surprising how bad I am. But who who's the surprise – maybe for the better or for the worse right now for y'all? I would say surprising for the worse would be Senko. Um, you know, going into this, we looked at all the numbers. Uh, you know, he's he's three and one. Um, right. You know, so that's it's not horrible. But uh, overall points scored, um, you know, he's just above, what, two teams? He's, yeah. Yeah, he's only above uh, yeah. you, you and Princeton. Yeah. What about best? Like, I is would, it is it Amherst? Is it Cole's team? Probably. I mean, he's had a pretty good start. I mean, he beat up on me over the weekend. He's, he's way up there in points. He's got a great yeah. start. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I would put him there probably I mean, even over Colorado just because it feels like he's done that with less pitching. Maybe I'm wrong, but it feels like it feels like I know he wants to push and be far more competitive this year than he's been at times, but I still would have put him kind of middle of the road. But, hey, a three-in-one start and up there as far as points is, is a nice start for him. Yeah. Um, for me, probably my my disappointments would, would be some code just on points, which, hey, sometimes the record ends up saving you a little bit more points. The other one for me might be the Gauchos. I feel like I know that his team is a little bit more set up for now. And he's definitely got some bats for sure. But starting off, his, his output is low. And a 2-2 two and two start with having barely any points scored against him as well is kind of tough. Sure. Yeah. I You know, I'd have to say um, it, it's kind of an odd uh, one to say. But um, on – Surprising best would definitely for me be New Orleans. Um, you know, Zach, uh, again, like, you know, we've said this before on paper, you know, it looked like um, he had a great team um, and, you know, they're showing up. So it's, it's meeting expectations there. But I think even if you, if you asked Zach, if he thought that, that it was going to be as good as um, it was kind of projected to be, he probably would have said, eh, you know, we, he's he's seen he's been that kind of this snake before. Yeah, yeah exactly. I, I get you saying the surprise is that it actually is working out for him. Yeah. Not the quality of his team, just that it hasn't blown up for him so far. Yeah, that's yeah. True. Halton is another weird one. Like Halton's been unlucky with record, but he's been productive. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that's that's part of the early part. You'll hit the. Yeah. Um, I mean, mine. Mine was weird. I had a couple of good days, a couple of bad, but one of my good days, I still lost, and then. Hey, that plays out in the schedule. Um, so, you know, a little bit of time. 
of course, will even a lot of that out. But um, heck, some of the trends carry. I've seen plenty of bats that one or two good weeks at the start, and we all are like, oh, yeah, that's just that's a decent start to a season. Next thing you know, we get to all-star break, and they're having a career year. So, um, you know, we'll start to see how weeks two and three uh, really level out everybody and decide uh, – maybe start to decide who should be a buyer and who should be a seller. Well, you mentioned buy or sell. Let's actually do that. I have a couple of funny little tidbits here. So let's project outwards ridiculously with the four game product. Are you buying or selling Stephen Kwan, who currently leads all fantasy players in points at 48, averaging 9.6 per game, Cleveland's outfielder, who's a prospect that has yet to be utilized by Dallas? Who? Stephen Kwan. That's that's my answer. <laughs> you know, at this point, I wouldn't buy, but uh, you know, he's on everybody's radar now. For sure. So if, if I'm if I'm Dallas, uh, I'm looking to sell. Okay. Yeah. Pull, pull the good old Cole and have the prospect that blows up for a couple weeks, and turn around and get somebody to give you something decent for it. Because I feel like Cole does that a lot in recent years. Stephen Kwan, by the way, uh, not ranked in the top 100 for Baseball America or Major League Baseball, but clearly having his breakout. Yeah, that's um, why I said it. I, I don't <laughs> think I'd ever heard the name until this weekend. Um, and I was like, okay, good for him. Wait, who, who is he? Okay, so we're all selling on Stephen Kwan being the league MVP at the, <laughs> at the end of the season. Got yes. it. Um, okay. Uh, buy or sell, uh, the current leader for the Cy Young, uh, Tyler Miguel, like we all thought, New York Mets. Yeah, we'll go sell on that one as well. Um, he's, he's, he's started the game and he's appeared in the game as a long reliever. He's, he'll be not there, obviously. Uh, yeah. The one guy who has had a fantastic opening day and actually gave us more of a semblance, uh, there's two guys that I can think of. One was Kyle Gibson. <laughs> the great Kyle Gibson. And then the other was Sean Manea. Who, who I literally tried to give away to Brenda because he needs pitching, and he told me Sean Manea would be below league average this year. Well, so, I mean... There's a lot of baseball left, but yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, there are plenty. But what, I, how did we make that deal? I traded you, Sean Manea. You traded him to me to work on your Oakland stack after That's right. He got uh, I got Dalton. Yeah, I got Dalton Jeffries, who, by the way, was fantastic in his. Uh, I don't know, former, I was about to say, former highly thought of prospect that yeah. I just snagged last year because I thought he looked like one of those that the Rangers would have snagged up and been like, yeah. You know, reclamation project, except that Oakland was smart enough to, you know, for the most part, keep keep all their guys. Um, and it just didn't happen last year. Even after all that, they barely played him. But, yeah, you came to me asking about if I would want Manea, and I said, yeah, sure, why not? Okay, who's who has been thus far, in your opinion, the most – disappointing fantasy production through these four games based on maybe their contract or hype. I mean, it's tough not to look probably at our own lineups for most of us, but I mean, for me, Marcus Simeon has done nothing so far. So that's okay. been a little bit disappointing, but uh, 
again, we'll give it a little bit of time because I I did not want to give him a three year deal because I I do worry about the longevity of his quality. But at least at the moment, I do think he's one of the best middle infielders in the game. So I'm not too worried about it over the season. Okay. Matt. Yeah. I mean, uh, again, from from my team, I've been uh, up until today uh, pretty disappointed in Cedric Mullins. Uh, <laughs> But then, you know, he goes and, and hits a bomb, uh, and uh, that was that was it's worth it. He just needed to see his old team. That He was just missing us. That, that must be what it was. Although he never actually played a game for me, and I got him off Ashton in the, in the offseason. Yeah. I, I'm trying to think here. Um, Jose Altuve has been horrible. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he's got. I think he only's got one hit, um, so he's had a rough start, and so Nick clearly needs that to turn around. Uh, Carlos Correa has also not been very good, but new place that'll kind of help out. I wouldn't be overly shocked. I'm, I try not to say this, just you know, hating on the Astros, but um, Carlos Correa to me has been borderline. He's been an amazing player when he's been healthy, but I feel like there's been quite a while where I feel like. He's been overrated. Um, yeah. Or he definitely has the potential to have the bottom fall out on his stats in the near future. I don't think he's going to be a, like, maintain being a top-tier shortstop long-term. Another one that I've got is, uh, so on my own roster, Justin Turner is yet to figure it out. Uh, Shocking. Yeah, he either will or won't. I, I don't really know there. Uh, I, I and if you're, if you're If you're Dane... Uh, and the Princeton Anglers and and the AGM out there, uh, Trey Turner. You want to learn to play baseball again? Because uh, that's a problem. I'm not worried there. I I love yeah. Turner, and uh, I definitely bugged him last year, hoping he would maybe sell him. But I do know it was he was getting a ton of as far as ESPN, Yahoo, uh, you know, standard league type of things hype for being the best all around bat this year or like a top five. Um, that might be excessive. But over the course of the season, I think he'll be fine. I'd have to say from other teams, um, I think Max Muncy from uh, Halton uh, has been disappointing so far. He, you know, I looked at him uh, in the uh, free agency event, was one of the players that, um, you know, had had some potential. He's been uh, worth negative two points um, this season so far. He's scored a big goose egg in um, the other three games and uh, had a couple strikeouts um, versus uh, Colorado. So um, I was, I was, I'm a little surprised at that. Again, a lot of baseball to go, but um, that was a player that I thought we'd, we'd be seeing a little bit more of. Another one uh, so far might actually be for you, Ashton, and just seeing uh, the shit has been a little tame so far. Not to get. Yeah, a little slow. He's, he's done. He's done okay. He's certainly not where he's at, though. I mean, he's not where he should be by any means. But not at sixteen dollars. No. Oh, uh, long term, I'm not really worried about that one as much. Hopefully, anyway. <laughs> I mean, no, my luck right now. We're just trying to get to to, to positive territory, and uh, oh, that's another strikeout. So we're doing great. Mm-hmm. See, and I'm gaining on Matt a little bit, but he still has a pitcher to go, and I don't like my chances for this one. Well, at least you're not two for 22 with eight strikeouts and a grounded double play. So, I think that wraps it up. Matt, you want to take us to the next segment? 
Our next segment is kind of a fun one. We're calling this segment You got dibs. You got eleven dollars and forty cents. It's a Friday night. What are you doing? Man, you can definitely grab a nice sixer, even a quality. Uh, you know, get yourself a quality local brewery that's not just something cheap and still stay under ten dollars. At a lot I mean, with a coupon, you could do a thirty pack of Bush Light. <laughs> Sir, I, I live in the suburbs. You live out in the country. <laughs> Matt, what are you going with? Um, you know, I just for fun decided to uh, hop on the MLB shop oh, uh, yes. to, to see what kind of uh, MLB gear you could get for uh, $11.40. Um, there's plenty of hats. Um, most of them are like the cheapest one, which I find hilarious, is the 2019 American League Champions Locker Room. 3930 flex hat for the Houston Astros World Series appearance. Oh, wow. Mm. Yeah. I wonder why that's discounted so heavily. I, I don't know. I mean, you know, <laughs> it says it's regularly $34.99, but you can get it for $2.99 right now. So you could buy technically four of those yeah. with $11.40. I mean, you can go pretty far. Um, there's several other you got a uh, Dodgers hat here you got the uh, um, uh, Tampa Bay Rays you got the San Francisco Giants Buster Posey uh, hat that you can get for nine dollars and99 cents um, there's not a whole lot of uh, jerseys or anything that you can get um, there's no jerseys actually but you can get some uh, some jersey t-shirts for um, Adam Frazier uh, of the Pirates. <laughs> not <laughs> not get, even active team, though. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you could get the uh, James Talion uh, Pirates shirt um, for that price. There's actually several uh, Pittsburgh Pirates replica batting helmet that you can get. Several uh, um, powder-coated mugs. Um, there, I've seen Brewers on here. There's a Blue Jays. He could have got a Toronto Blue Jays 15 ounce powder coated mug with lid for nine dollars and ninety nine cents. 
you'd still have change. I bet that's what he saved for. It's got to be what he saved for. See, and uh, just a little research here. I mean, you could have got, if you're getting into collectibles or something fun, um, we all love, you know, baseball cards, trading cards, stuff like that. You could have got yourself a nice three-pack of the new Topps 2022 season series. Um, Maybe pulled yourself something nice for $10. So still save a little bit. Is it is it a is this a a I don't know like a an indictment of of Brenda if that you could buy three packs you said yeah yeah three I, packs I, should, I showed up to I showed up to hockey on Friday and Dane's heard about the the uh, you know, cards <laughs> that I do or whatnot Dane yeah. got me the entire 2021 season of top deck for those kids so that I'd have enough cards to go through the whole the whole nice. year. So, so Dane, who spent all of his cap, still spent on cards. So I'm not sure what he was doing. You know, normally later on in the year, Tops normally will drop the complete set kind of towards the end of the year. And obviously you don't get any of the signatures or one-of-ones or one-of-tens or any of your, your cards will be worth money. Mm-hmm. But they'll normally drop the complete set where you can get one of every player yeah. Um, for somewhere around like thirty to sixty dollars, it's not. I, I think that's what he gave me. And I, I don't know. I was yeah. like, let me know what to Venmo you. He's like, no, nah, don't worry about it. People, like, people yeah. talked about in the like seventies and eighties when Tops first started doing it. That actually being one of the first things that people would kind of quote unquote invest in. That they that's how buy. I used to get them as a kid. Like, yeah, would be you would buy the complete, yeah. you buy the complete set. You get one of everybody, and some people would buy, you know, multiple they trade around or just have one for their kids and then buy a second set and just keep it in the box. Yep. Um, and even not being exclusive cards or money cards, some of those years later you could sit and flip them for a few thousand dollars or something like that. But. Well, I'm going to take the last one here and I'm going to use my $11 and 40 cents on the most Ashton response ever. I'm actually going to use the $11 and 40 cents and purchase one hour of labor. (laughs) (laughs) And, and that's what I'm going to use my 1144 to buy. You're going to get your kid to mow your lawn. I know that's free. And Uh, I don't know if we would want him to do that. Seven year olds and doing the lawn, it would end up looking like a disaster. Yeah. I forget he's seven. I want to say probably about nine or 10 was the first time my dad let me do some. I'm trying to do it. And definitely the first Handful of times are really patchy. You know, I, I think $11.40 may buy you an NFT of uh, Halton's logo from from the team that he stole it from. Can we Ooh. wait? This this can be a real bit, right? Could this, right, yes. Matt, could you make the NFT and then could I purchase it for $11.40 so that this meme lives into perpetuity? I don't know how to make NFTs or how to do anything, but I'll, I can certainly buy it. How do I, it, you know, I imagine. Yeah. Yeah. We'll have to, we'll have to do some research. Research. Yep. F- f- we're fucking putting up the, can it just be a meme of $11 and 40 cents as the NFT? And then we p- pay for it with $11 and 40 cents. Yeah. Okay. That, that sounds like a good deal. We're going to do that. And we'll give, we'll give them a chance to own it, but we're probably going to buy it with eleven forty, considering how, Penny pinching is so. No, we, we give it to the winner of the league this year, and they. Get oh to my it. god! That's yes, that should be part of. Let's just we'll just transfer ownership of the NFT. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Ownership of the NFT every year. That's perfect. 
I'd buy that for a dollar. <laughs> well, I think uh, uh, in discussing uh, the NFT of Halton Husky's logo, um, I think that uh, may lead us around to our next guest. Surprise guest. Surprise guest. It happened again. I thought it was behind me, but the dreams came back. I was up all night. I can't eat. I can't sleep. What's wrong? It haunts me. Nothing? I forgot about it for years, but then I remembered that Avatar, the giant international blockbuster, used the papyrus font as its logo. Avatar, the movie from like nine years ago? Yeah, he just highlighted Avatar, he clicked the drop-down menu, and then he just randomly selected papyrus, like a, like a thoughtless child just wandering by a garden, just yanking leaves along the way and so now you're worried about the sequels that are coming out they're making more yes i well i think i heard that one so they changed the artwork they fixed it um it looks similar he just got away with it this man this professional graphic designer was it laziness was it cruelty you've shown me this before i don't even think this is literally papyrus maybe that was a starting point but they clearly modified this but whatever they did it wasn't enough <laughs> and now here i am doing what i vowed to never do again sitting outside his house Hoping to catch a glimpse of him, to see him do his little things, live his insane little life. I think about it every time I see Papyrus. Okay, where else do you even see this font? Hookah bars, Shakira merch, off brand teas. <laughs> Avatar logo. Uh, yeah, it was tribal yet futuristic. Papyrus! Uh, sure. I know what you did. I know what you did! <laughs> OnlyFans slash Sarah with the Z. Welcome to the show. Hello. Sarah is here for a segment. Matt, what did we call this? Sarah's Logo Lineup. Sarah's Logo Lineup. So you have free reign to talk shit, do whatever you want to do here. And then I believe in discussion, you had somebody that you really wanted to talk shit about and really chastise them. So we're just going to let you go. Hell yeah. You want to go with this discussion. Okay, well, we're starting with Smog Got Swept. Like, oh, wow. <laughs> unprompted, Andre. I did not tell her to say that. We're starting there. Um, 
I mean, like, if we're going to talk LA. 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 Uh, we got to talk about the clip art, man. The clip art. It's. Uh, did you design that, Ashton? You should, you should feel shameful. I think that logo was inaugural, and I believe Andre Art directed it. He wanted to start <laughs> behind LA. I'm pretty sure if I tasked Finn to build a logo, he could probably come up with something different, and it would be less clip art than that. Okay, so here, here's the challenge. Like, if Andre were to get a new logo, he's going to want the L.A. L.A. Because of the, have you ever been to L.A.? The, the tacos, weather. The tacos in L.A. are the best. So what would you do for his logo? Being as it's the smog, which is making fun of, like, you know, the air quality. Right. Literally. Yeah. yeah. We're talking, like, Beijing-type air quality. I mean, I it's been a while since like, I've been to L.A., it's it's pretty bad. It's pretty bad. I, I went in the fall. It's, it's still there. It still exists. COVID did not kill the smog. Stay there. Well, his wife's gonna make a move below the Mason Dixon because she's from Georgia, so he'll inevitably that's, leave eventually. But that's better. You just if you hear banjos, run. Different problems. He got a pretty mouth, boy. <laughs> yeah, I don't think he'll like that. So, what would you do to the smog? How would you make it? I mean, it's going to be an emblem because everybody else has kind of matched an emblem style where it looks like a patch. Okay. Okay. You can still do a smog in there somewhere. It just also like might an, look like a really fucked up Pokemon. Like an industrial pipe with smoke out of it? Is that in LA though? Or is it just like the I mean, hipsters that are making LA? I don't know Smog-ish. the landscape of where the industrial complex of LA is, but I'm sure it's there. What if it's like a cloud of smoke being swept away? What if it's like a homeless dude in a tent smoking a cigarette? Yeah, that's what I imagine. No, it wouldn't be a homeless dude. It'd be some like hipster. I was thinking gas mask. Gas mask? That oh, makes that's sense, good. actually. That's good. Boom. Quality. Brainstorm. But then it might interfere with the uh, Fourth Worth fire with its mask. That's fair. That's a, yeah, we can't battle with the mask here. I think he has to win a title to get a new logo. That monkey yeah, but, is gonna be. But we want wild. him. We we want him to have a new logo. And I want him to win too, but he's gonna <laughs> do it. I mean, I'm all for Andre winning because the poor guy gets fucked every single year. But I mean, that's that monkey. Like he literally has the Kershaw, the Do- the actual Dodger monkey on his back. Like, well, maybe it's the logo. Maybe the logo is the albatross. Maybe that's what he needs that's to true. do. That's yeah. true. Maybe maybe that. That that crackhead bloating thing earlier was this is all just a ruse and and Andre hired Sarah behind my back as his AGM and there really is an AGM getting hired. <laughs> it could that. be. I mean, uh, uh, Fort Worth Fire won their uh, second uh, their second season with the new logo. It's true. Yeah. The, the the new logo is undefeated yeah. so far. So is the that's what the smog need. Okay. So was so was the T-shirt, even though it's, it's yet to have been worn again. Was. The fourth, fourth worth, fourth, the fourth worth game undefeated gave you the title run. So what? All right, now you can go through the rest of these. Okay. What you can just start chastising, doing what you need to do. Half of these you've made, half or more than half of them. That's I think like more you've than made, half. Halton but... Huskies. It's like a Fabio demon dog. It is so bad. <laughs> I literally asked him the other day. Um, if he would be interested in using the Ruan Nuinsky or Ruan 
Noranda. Ruan, Noan, Noranda? Is that right? English? The Quebec Major Junior League. I think oh, yes. Noranda. Yeah, I think it's Ruan Noranda. I'll just keep okay. saying it over and over and making it come to existence. But um, they, I now know what you're talking about. It took a minute. And have a dog that like howls upwards. There's a lot of technical things wrong with that dog. But he says he really likes his logo. So that's good for you. Yeah, but he's Canadian, so like he's also a, he fucks bees or something. So that's fucks not, bees? He How? like he went to school to learn about bees. We that's don't really cool, know though. what he does. He's not like an apiary. I think he. Just, oh, then what else do you do with bees? That's like literally the only thing. He fucks bees. bees. He's gonna fuck bees. Do you make bees? <laughs> like, do you bang? Like, have them mate? Do they, yeah. How do is bees? This, is this like the guy that fucked the goat? This is like the, the guy who fucked an ostrich. An ostrich. Allegedly. Allegedly. Ostrich. Allegedly. 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 Yeah. An ostrich. All right. But it was okay. sick. Okay, it was sick. Ashton, yours is pretty basic as shit, too. And mine's a complete ripoff and could be done, yeah. Brewers, dude, Nick, I can make that badass F shit for you. I already know what I could do for that one. I'm not going to say it because I wanted to be yeah. surprised. We were talking pregame, and to be honest, I think Nick's getting a new logo first. Yeah. I, it's a cool idea. Yeah. And I, I can do a lot. Connects is also just kind of basic. Like, is it is it a prereq for the, the leaf to be red if they're from Canada? Yeah. It's actually the actual yeah. color. I knew that. I know. But, yeah. like, is, is it, like, can you not just make it black? Or... No. It has to be red. This is maple leaf. Simcoe it's made it black. Leaf. Look at them. Branching yeah. out. Well, you know. It's a diversity clause. It was more of a BLM movement at that time. Yeah. Black is beautiful. Black, Black is, is beautiful. beautiful. <laughs> What's wrong with the Canucks logo? No, it's just also like I guess it's just weird that it's a dude. I mean, it's a it's a goddamn lumberjack. Okay, if it's a lumberjack, you can make that way cooler. Throw in some axes or some cool shit in there. This just looks like a homeless man, but it has a a. I mean, Canadian Canadian people tend to look homeless. Yeah. I mean, it has world. like you know how people put like flowers in their hair. Like he just put a Canadian leaf in his hair. Okay. <laughs> what if he? What if he's carrying? Oh, actually, <laughs> so basically, Sarah just described Toronto's logo <laughs> as a Canadian hipster, like hippie from the '60s, with a oak leaf in its hair now. It's yeah. a maple leaf. Or maple yeah. leaf. Just have a big lumberjack chugging maple syrup. See, that's that's, that's cool. You could have just done a maple syrup bottle with a maple leaf on it, and that would have been cooler than. It's true. All right, Stu, we're gunning for you. Okay, Nick's still first though. Nick's Nick's up next, I think. All right, and then um, you were saying Zach. Why Zach? It's awful. The New Orleans Storm. Yeah, well, he combines his two, the two. How, He's got his. What is the storm in this? What's the storm part? The Florida Lee. That's not the storm. That's like the symbol of like New Orleans. Orleans. New Orleans, but that's not the storm. Yeah, that's not. That's I mean, a storm like just, I'm assuming since it's NOLA, it's hurricanes. Just right? being like, in New Orleans is a storm. I mean, Listen. a storm of pee, a storm of booze. And then the eyes, of course, for... I don't know what the eyes are for. It's creepy. They look like the No Fear logo from uh, Walmart shirts. See, none of that. Tigers, NOLA, has nothing to do with Storm. Where is, where is LSU? I'm being dumb right now. That's Average. in... Baton. Yeah, Baton. Baton. Okay. Yeah. Tojo. No, that that's my bottom tier. Lowest ranking. Storm. Sonsac. We, we gotta get you something. He's, he will never change that. I don't have any problems with it. I, I'm fine with I it. I think it's just so disconnected from the name. Like, you, yeah. would, hey, if you saw that away from the name and you didn't know what it was, you'd have no idea their name is. What if you, you do, like, the Hurricanes logo with the Florida Lee in the middle, and you give it the good LSU colors? There you go. It's yeah. True. Nice little gradient up there. The purple and the 
Pila. Yeah, see, the eyes are actually from a minor league team. It's the Lake Elsinore um, Storm. Oh, is uh, it? Uh, yeah. I that I part. See, that. I thought they were just LSU. No. Uh, okay. 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 What this means is that it's not clear enough. <laughs> I don't know why. I just figured it was LSU given New uh, Nola, whatever. Yeah, that's that's where he gets it. Is the Lake El Elsinore or Elsinore um, Storm is the minor league team? Gotcha. Interesting. Interesting. I mean, the smog just straight up was taken from some clip art off a hat. So. I mean, there's more of a story in Storm than there is in Smog. Of all of the logos on here, who is your favorite? Ooh. I have one that's very specific that I love the most. Mm. That's tough. I'll just, I'll give you my. No, no, first. no, I don't want yours. Okay. I don't want it. Okay. I don't want it. <laughs> I know what his is. What mine is? No, I know what, what no, his is. I honestly think I like the communist the best. That is mine. Is it really? I love really? it. Really? Okay. I, I think that is, you visualize something I had in my head that I didn't know how to form, but I knew how to bring those elements of the Chicago star together and those colors and, and the way, it just, I just think it works great. I, I loved it. Did you art direct that one? I don't, I don't think you did. I, the only, the only art directing I did was, it had to be the colors of the Chicago flag yeah. and it needed to be around the star, but then you, you made it all just kind of work. Yeah. See, I do like it. I would put it in my top three. Yeah. Austin, what's yours? Yeah, if you Austin can't choose your own, what's no, your can't choose my own, uh, although mine is awesome. But yeah, yours, yours, um, yours is the first one to be done. Yep. I really do. I, I like the communists, and I like the Minutemen actually pretty well. Okay. Um, and I do like the Pilot's Relook. Pilot's Relook is good. His colors are, are my favorite. It, it definitely helped it a lot more than his previous. Yeah. Fun fact about the Amherst Minuteman, I found the clip art that he is now using uh, as his logo. It's true. We ripped nice. it off. <laughs> I think yeah. I think that's when I was learning how to image trace in uh, yeah. uh, Illustrator. Yeah, yeah, I think it being one of the first of the like second batch, but I still think it looks pretty good. You know, I, I have... Yeah, I do love the cutthroats. The fish on the cutthroats is... Yeah, for sure. That that's where I was gonna go. I said I've got a soft spot for green. Um, I, I love all things that are green, and so I think there needs to be more green in logos um, through sports teams. Uh, but I I definitely like Colorado's logo. Anything else you'd like to uh, say? I know this has been your design corner, and I'm sure we'll have you back for other bits. But you're welcome to go ham on anything else while you're here, since you decided to just like instantly throw shots and shade at Andre for unprompted reasons that we now have to arm ourselves at night because he's coming for vengeance. <laughs> nah, it'll be all right. Uh, I'm excited for this website redesign. I don't know if I can talk about that. Sure, absolutely. It's a great time for that. Yeah, I was like, so I've been resurfacing and refacing what Ashton had turned into a toaster. Um, so true. IEL's website, which is now down, but redesigning that's been a blast. I know Matt's had a sneak peek at it from what yep. I've heard. Yeah, I was given, uh, for those out there in this world who I don't know, maybe you guys know what Figma is. I didn't know what it was until she showed me it, but it's wireframe. Yeah. So she built all of the pages so that I know how to develop uh, all the pages. Nice. Now that the DNS has been propagated and it's there, I got to go into Pressable and, and rebuild out the WordPress and all that. And then we can have uh, Stu and replacement level will be able to park their stuff again. And we'll figure out how to be able to park our stuff there too, if it's doable. If not, I'm going to keep it uh, replacement levels 
uh, got dibs on that. We'll just keep posting random shit, but I'm sure I can figure out how to have multiple podcasts on there. But yeah, it's going to get a redesign for sure. Uh, some of the cool stuff, not to give too much away, but I think I might have said it, but uh, in the channel is there is definitely personalized team pages that are really cool that she designed with uh, gradients and all types of stuff. So it'll be fun. I should probably end up have to help me develop some of it because I won't know how to do it. But um, for the most part, I'll be able to build this out and get it going. Very nice. Well, Sarah, love, thank you for joining. You're I'm welcome. sure uh, what we really need to do is get you on re-radio to yeah, enjoy. Where is our Jeopardy episode? Enjoy that. Um, Austin, thank you for joining. I know it's been too long, but we will definitely have you back uh, probably quicker since it probably is a little easier for you to jump on and do this kind of stuff uh, last you know, minute. And then uh, Matt, anything else to say? No, I think uh, I think we covered everything. I think we, we gave the guys some premium content this go around. And just for those keeping track at home, uh, I have still yet to eclipse uh, negative points throughout this episode. We're still sitting negative five. Uh, team's batting a solid three for 26 with nine strikeouts and a uh, ground into a double play. Uh, two walks, not very good. Yeah, I'm doing my best to make sure that uh, Austin doesn't get that three-peat. So. Yeah, it's it's not looking good so far over here. But I did start Martin Perez, so expectations were low tonight. I mean, you, you came minutes away from uh, catching a fine. So, you know, no, than... I, I was watching, uh, I know y'all won't believe me, but I did have a timer set. Um, I was looking to see if something else happened, and there's another reason I don't want to give away why I waited until the last moment. But sadly, I did miss out on my first and second choice earlier today, but it looks like I dodged the bullet on that second one. I was actually looking forward to finding you on on the radio. I thought it would have been funny on our yeah. podcast rather. Like we would have been live being like, Hey, here's Austin who didn't set his lineup and is now being told he's been fined a first round draft. Uh, does that, does that kind of not say your lineup though? Because we had somebody not start a picture last night as well. I, Oh uh, yeah. Tyler. So is excused. He went on his honeymoon last night and uh, no, 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 that doesn't, we did not know he was international and I caught it too late when I saw <laughs> So I've I've been eyeing his stuff while he's he's out of the country. So I think I went in there and saw that one of his guys was out of his lineup today, and so I had to put him in there. Fair enough. Yeah. All right. I think that wraps her up, Matt. All right. Well, thank everybody for joining us today. Uh, we hope you enjoyed our content, and uh, we hope you join us uh, the next time that we put one of these out. Shout out, Daisy the dog. <laughs>